0: this is soccer news iv soccer news iv it's in your veins brought to you by soccer from bumblebee to high school to college to the pros before the best coaches go to practice they go to soccer Hello and welcome. I'm Stephen Parr, the host of Soccer News IV. Here's our top story. Bye-bye, Bruce. U.S. Soccer announced this week they will not renew head coach Bruce Arena's contract. Bruce has been the men's national team head coach for the last eight years and led the Yanks to one good World Cup and one disappointing World Cup. There are some who say U.S. soccer decided to part with Bruce because of this World Cup. But I think, and I've said on previous podcasts, that this was coming. Whether the U.S. had done well in Germany or not, eight years is a long time. And any coaching position above the level of high school, and especially the national team, the vast majority of teams in this last World Cup have already parted with their head coaches, including the cup winner, Italy. Another national team coach who quit last week was Germany's Jürgen Klinsmann, and that leads to the question of who will take over for the U.S. men's team. Klinsmann is widely considered to be the top candidate. He lives in California, has observed numerous training camps with MLS teams, has kids who play in the U.S. system, won a World Cup as a player, and took third in Germany as a coach. There simply isn't anyone else with a resume That seems as perfect for the U.S. national team job. One little wrinkle, however. Clemson has said he doesn't want the U.S. job. I don't know if this is a bargaining ploy for more money or if he really wants to lay on the beach with his family and not have the hopes and dreams of an entire nation stacked upon his head every day. So if Clemson does not take the job, then who? It's a pretty big drop-off from there. Basically, the pool would consist mostly of MLS coaches like Bob Bradley and Peter Novak. Speaking of MLS, don't feel too bad for Bruce. He already has a new job. That's right, Bruce has decided to take the job of head coach and sporting director for Red Bull New York. Red Bull had said Bruce was their top choice for the job. For a team like Red Bull, Bruce does come with quite an attractive resume. NCAA championships, MLS Cups, and Open Cup championships. Two World Cups. Okay, he didn't win them, but he at least took the team to them. But to be honest, I didn't think Red Bull would have been all that attractive to Bruce. The team has been horrible this season and are in the cellar in the East. Team management has been all but absent since just after the home game opening ceremonies back in May. They've lost their GM, fired their head coach, and had both of their stars sit out games for, let's just call it questionable reasons. And just last week, 5,000 people showed up to watch a Red Bull home game in the Meadowlands. That's it. 5,000 people. This is in the world's, well, not the world's, this continent's largest metropolitan area north of Mexico City. I had more people show up to my high school graduation than 5,000. So either Bruce didn't think he could do any better than Red Bull, or he really wanted to be close to home in New York, or... Red Bull threw a whole wad of cash at him. My bet is option three. Now, Bruce won't report as the Red Bull's head coach until mid-August, just in time to make a run for the playoffs. While one former U.S. national team coach is heading to MLS, another is on his way out. This week, the Kansas City Wizards fired head coach Bob Gansler. Gansler had been with the team since 1999. He led Kansas City to an MLS championship and an Open Cup title. But last season, the Wizards missed out on the playoffs. And this season, they are in the middle of a downward spiral. At one point, they were tied for first in the East. They now sit 24 points behind D.C. and have 10 losses on the season. Gansler is going to be replaced by assistant coach Brian Bliss at least through the end of this season, so I I guess his official title is interim head coach. In other MLS news, it's bad news for Salt Lake's stadium. Salt Lake County voted down plans to chip in $30 million to help build a stadium for the team in nearby Sandy, Utah. Team owner Dave Checkitz had secured more than $100 million in private funding, and the county was unwilling to pony up $30 million from hotel taxes. Now, the county did come back with an offer of $23 million in hotel tax money on Friday, but under that deal, the county would own the land and keep all of the parking receipts for itself. it says he's committed to keeping Real in Salt Lake, but time is clearly running out. Real's lease at Rice Echo Stadiums in Salt Lake expires at the end of next season, and building stadiums takes time. Well, across the pond, four of the most storied teams in the Italian Serie A have been punished for their roles in a massive match fixing scandal. Juventus, Lazio, and Viola were relegated to the second division, the Serie B. All three teams will start the season behind in points as part of their punishment. Juventus has negative 30 points, or t- their 10 automatic losses. Viola has negative 12 points, and Lazio has negative 7 points. AC Milan gets to remain in the Italian top flight, but they will start off this season with 15 points behind, and they will not be allowed to compete in the Champions League. Well, this has some other problems for those teams. They're losing their players. Some of their best players are fleeing Juventus. Brazilian Emerson and Italian Fabio Canavero have already left the team and signed with Real Madrid instead. Well, let's look at this week's game wrap. On Friday, Red Bull beat visiting Colorado Rapids, one nothing. Amato Guevara put away a penalty kick in the 35th minute. That was all that was needed for the win. Real Salt Lake embarrassed New England Revolution 3-1 in New England. Jason Kreis scored the put-away goal in the 55th. Taylor Twellman was able to pull one back two minutes later, but that was just nowhere near enough. FC Dallas claimed the Brimstone Cup over rivals Chicago Fire. Kenny Cooper scored in the 80th minute, putting the hoops ahead 3-2. Dallas had already beaten Chicago 3-2 earlier this season back in Dallas. DC United just continued their winning ways, this time against the Columbus crew. Ben Olsen scored DC's third goal of the game for a 3-2 final, and 3-2 was a popular scoreline on Saturday. That was the same tally in Houston's win over the Kansas City Wizards in Kansas City, and that loss was essentially the final undoing of former head coach now Bob Gansler. And the late game on Saturday wasn't worth staying up for. L.A. and Chivas tied 0-0 in the third game of this year's Super Classico. L.A. has still not won a game this year when Landon Donovan doesn't score. DC is running away with things in the East. They have 13 wins and 44 points, and on our pace to break some MLS season records, second place in the East is New England, who have six wins, six losses, and six ties. Chicago, Kansas City, Columbus, and Red Bull all have losing records, and at least two of those teams will make this year's playoffs. In the West, it's much closer. Dallas is still at the top, but Houston's only one game back, and a total of 17 points separate Dallas from last place, Real Salt Lake. By comparison, D.C. is 20 points ahead of second place in the East. Ante Razov still leads the league in scoring, but Brian Ching is back in the hunt after returning from the World Cup in which he didn't play a single minute. In 11 MLS games, Ching has 10 goals. The schedule... On Wednesday, Red Bulls hopes to get some work done. In Cruz Stadium, game time is 7.30 and it's available on direct kick. Chivas USA heads to Denver on Thursday. Game time there is 8 Eastern on direct kick. And on Saturday, ESPN2's Game of the Week features the L.A. Galaxy and the Columbus Crew. That match kicks off at 4 Eastern. Red Bull hosts Kansas City in a matchup between interim coaches. Direct Kick and HDNet will show the game starting at 7.30. Chicago Fire hopes to douse the red-hot United in Toyota Park. That match is on Direct Kick at 8.30 Eastern. Houston hosts the Revolution at the same time. That game is also on Direct Kick and at 10 Eastern, first place FC Dallas heads to last place Real Salt Lake. You can see that game on Direct Kick as well. well. That's it for this week. I need to give a big shout-out to the folks at soccerom.com for all of their support. For Soccer News IV, I'm Stephen Parr. Remember, Soccer News IV, it's in your veins.